couple of years ago, a buddy of mine was going through some real marital issues. Um, I remember late at night we were working on a deal together in a conference room and he, he, this guy was totally different. I mean, he was usually full of life and energy and fun and he was just a shadow of himself, really. And I kept on asking, you okay? And he kept on being like, yeah, I'm fine. And then as it got later in the night, you know, being in a conference room for a long time gets to you. He just blurted out that he separated from his wife. I'm like, whoa, like, you okay? What happened? The answer is like in typical guy form, like, I did some stupid things and she had enough. Like, I think that was the extent of it. I think that's what I got. I'm sure it was more complex, the story, but that's what I got. I'm like, okay, I'm trying to help him. So I see him a couple of days later and he says to me, you know, it's been, a, I've been through a lot and started, see, started getting some help and therapy and I met with my wife again and I apologized, but I really apologized. Like I, I dug deep and she forgave me. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. I'm like, but why you look so, so off still? He says, because she said to me, I forgive you completely, totally, but I don't know if I want to move on together with you. Like, I don't know if I want this in my life. I remember thinking like, wow, I never understood that distinction until that moment, you know? You ever had this with somebody where they do something to you, you had a relationship with them, and then you forgive them, but you're not sure you want to continue the relationship? You ever had that? It's never the same? A couple of weeks later, I see him in the halls, and he looks like he's back to himself. And I said, what happened? He said to me, she called a couple nights ago and said, it's time to come home. And this guy was beaming. The Jewish people came out of Egypt. And God's like, we're getting married. And he, to signify the, the, the marriage and the wedding and the relationship, God puts around the Jewish people clouds of glory. Which, like a house, God's presence around them. When you get married, you, you when you're married to somebody, you live with them. So the Jews, Jewish people and the God were living together. God's presence was in the camp. And when they went to Mount Sinai, that was like a wedding. And when Moses came down from the, from the mountain and saw the Jews with the golden calf, it was a total and complete severance of the relationship, so to speak. And from God left. The, the clouds of God didn't really, but the clouds of glory left. And so the Jewish people now were left separated from God. And when Moses was invited back up to the mountain and then came down on Yom Kippur with the new tablets, it signified that God forgave the Jewish people. And that was amazing. And you can imagine what it was like to be in the desert to see that. Your eyes and say, we're back, we're back, we're back. You know what happened the next morning? The clouds of glory didn't return. And not the next morning either. And Jewish people started thinking, wait, maybe God forgave us, but doesn't want to move on together. And then on the 15th day, the day that we celebrated, the day of Sukkot, the clouds came back. God, that was the beginning of the construction of the tabernacle. God's way of saying, we're going to move, we're going to live together again. We're back. Come home. You know, Sukkot is a very special holiday. Every holiday is happiness, but in Sukkot, the whole holiday is about happiness. Do you know why? Because that's why my friend was beaming. Because when God says, come back, when you feel that God is in your life, really feel he's in your life, that's real happiness. On Yom Kippur, to find God, you have to be like an angel. We get rid of the physical world. We get rid of all the things that block us physically, but on Sukkot, God says, no, be physical. Eat, drink, be with your family. But what we're going to do is we're going to build a structure that's going to show you that I'm in your life. It's called a sukkah, a sukkah. And the walls and the schach, everything is going to signify this thing called the cloud of glory. And when you're in that sukkah, I want you to 
I'm telling you, the divine presence is higher in that sukkah. And so I want you to feel me more in your life, the way your life is. Not being an angel, being a human being. On sukkah, God comes to our lives and says, as a human, I want to be in your life and I am in your life more. Sukkah is this unique opportunity where we get to sit in a structure and be us with God. That's happiness. So wherever you are, feel God more on sukkahs. And if you can, get to a sukkah, even for five minutes. If you have one, enjoy the time in it. Because when you're in that sukkah, you're with the presence of God in a way that is unlike any other. And if you don't have a sukkah, even for five minutes, find one. Sit in it, make a blessing, eat something. Because on this holiday, we represent and we remember God's presence with us now and forever.